Thank you for listening to the Football Index Club daily podcast. In today's episode, I talk about a few matchday scores from the weekend. I talk about a few players that stood out to me. I did watch all of the highlights this weekend, so I feel like I had a little bit more knowledge than I usually would, which is hopefully going to benefit anyone listening. Um, So yeah, thanks for listening and enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Index Edge daily podcast. I have just spent the last three or four hours going through and watching all of the highlights from this weekend's match day dividend eligible games. And I've really enjoyed watching all of those games. And I feel like I've got quite a bit to talk about now as well. And so, yeah, I'm going to be doing a real recap on this weekend's matches, talking about any players that stood out to me, talking about high match day scores and talking about anything else I've personally learned, and hopefully this will be of value to yourselves. Um, the only team that I wasn't able to actually watch was Armenia Belfeld, and I thought that was quite interesting because <laughs> it turns out this is like a weird conspiracy theory on Armenia Belfeld, um, and basically people in Germany, they've got a bit of a joke saying that like Belfeld, the city, just doesn't exist. And, you know, people are saying like, well, do you know anyone who, who lives in Belfeld? Uh, do you know anyone who's ever been there? Uh, do you know anyone um, who's ever said they've been there? Anything like that? And I mean, for me personally, obviously the answer is no. I don't know anyone. So podcast listeners, if you've ever been to this city called Belfeld in uh, Germany, I think I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Get in touch. Uh, although may- maybe maybe it doesn't exist. <laughs> but no, I, w- I watched a YouTube video on it in the end. I mean, you always end up going down that rabbit hole when you're on YouTube. You ended up watching load of rubbish really like conspiracy theories or anything like that it's, it's very easy to do and uh, it was actually i thought it was quite funny really how they were literally the only team whose highlights i couldn't find after there being this conspiracy theory about them not even existing uh, the highlights certainly didn't exist on this weekend's games but anyway talking about this weekend's games and we'll go with uh, the highest match day scoring players first of all um because the highest scoring player was actually uh, Golovin and Golovin hit a 3 2 5 this weekend, and that was actually without the game winning goal, which made it even more impressive, really. Uh, three goals, one assist for him, and he kind of just uh, waited at the back post for his first two goals. And Ferd Valotore sent in some really nice balls, he was completely unmarked. I mean, Neem, the bottom of Liga Earn, so not the best team to be honest. And he was unmarked at the back post. You give a player with his technical ability that much time and he's going to punish you. So he scored two really nice goals. Uh, keeping, I didn't think was great from Neem, uh, the goalkeeper. Defending was definitely poor, but all credit to Golovin because he did play particularly well. His third goal was a free kick that was whipped in. Again, in my opinion, bad goalkeeping. He whipped that into the box, um, hoping that someone's either going to get ahead on it. Uh, but in this incident, incident, he just like went straight on through and went into the bottom corner. Uh, but other than that, I mean, he did have an all-round really great performance. He actually only had three shots, all of which were on target. But the main thing is that he actually attempted 11 crosses as well, and three of those were accurate. Um, he also completed three key passes. So in addition to the goals, which, yeah, they, they are the main thing, like no doubt about that, the goals and the assist. Uh, but he also had that creativity as well with a lot of crosses and key passes as well. Um Next was Teddy Savanier, and he hit in 2-9-2. And having watched the highlights, I was actually sort of glad that he didn't win matchday dividends. I just didn't really feel like he deserved it for his performance because they were up against 10-man Dijon. Um, and he actually 
um, conceded a penalty towards the end as well, which I thought was quite interesting. And I had a look into it, and you actually only lose 15 points for conceding a penalty. Now, he did complete eight key passes, which is extremely impressive. The only player to match that this weekend was Christopher Nkunku. Um, so, yeah, Savanier, he also got a goal as well. But what I thought was quite interesting was that, like, those three key passes, that would result in him earning 18 points on the matchday scoring matrix. But the penalty conceded resulted in minus 15. So, in my opinion, I feel like conceding a penalty is much worse than completing three key passes. And then I went and looked into how often, like, a key pass will actually result in a goal. And it basically works out about one in 10. So... This weekend, for example, there was like 638 key passes and there were 60 goals in total. So you're looking at about one in 10 on average, really. Uh, next, we have Rafael Varane, who hit a 2-6-1. So he was the third highest match day scoring player. Just two uh, pretty dirty goals, really. Like he scored a header and then I think he was knocking around in the box and he managed to get a toe on it. And he scored there as well. So um, two goals, including the game winning goal against Uesca. And Index Moneyball mentioned Rafin Mir this weekend because I think he did watch some of that game. And to be fair, I thought in the highlights anyway, Mir did have a couple of good chances. Thibaut Courtois uh, making one really good save. And then I think he hit the bar as well. Elvis Rector Beckage uh, hit a 2 5 8 for Cologne. I think he got a little bit lucky. I wouldn't expect him to score that many goals. They were up against Bruce Munch and Gladbach as well. But Gladbach made, I think, one mistake and then it fell to Rector Beckage. And uh, I think he scored one that um, took a deflection as well. So he got a little bit lucky with uh, some bad defending from Gladbach, which is a little bit unusual from them. And then one deflected goal. Jorginho, I mean, he's not really standing out that much in the highlights because most of his uh, play was through just like short passes because he just does get on the ball all the time. But then, of course, he scored the penalty, game winning goal again, 2-5-2 from him. Um, so now I'm going to talk about a few other players who kind of just stood out. They were the highest match day scoring players, but from watching all of the highlights today, there were a few players and there was just a few interesting points I wanted to make. So the first one was about the age of players. And I know it's uh, Pandev scored a brace. Ronaldo scored one goal and looked dangerous throughout, as always, really. Ibrahimovic scored a brace as well. And Jose Luis Morales, who's 33 now, but he has just signed a two-year contract this week. Uh, currently can be bought at around 8p. He scored a brace as well. And he's actually been in really good form. So he was a player that I looked at and thought, yeah, he could maybe be worth a point. I'm not going to buy into him myself just because I'm really quite uh, sheepish when, when it comes to like buying some older players. But yeah, for 8p, a player who's just signed a two-year contract in La Liga, he's got 10 goals now this season. I think he could be worth a point. Uh, but yeah, it just made me think how like, some of these players like Ronaldo, Ibrahimovic, Pandev, you know, they're playing into their late 30s now. And I wonder if that will just have a knock-on effect onto like other players in the future. Maybe like because uh, we have so much better like fitness, uh, maybe like facilities and uh, treatment and, and so on, you know, before games, after games, maybe like just in the future, we're going to see more and more good players playing into their late 30s. And I feel like that age is probably just going to get higher and higher as the seasons go on. And that's something to like kind of just look into on Football Index over the next like five, 10 years. Because one of the main things about Football Index is we do estimate how much a player will earn in dividends over their career. And I just think there's going to be so much variance depending on that player. Uh, you have some younger, you have some players who start out really young as well, like maybe like Rooney or, or Beckham. And their career spans are probably going to be shorter because of that. So yeah, that's an interesting 
uh, sort of just thing to look into. And I just noticed this weekend in particular, there seem to be quite a few older players getting amongst the goals. And it's, it's difficult to know what to do with those players on Football Index in many ways. But on the opposite side of that, I did notice two 20 balls that I've personally never come across before. And I think part of the reason is that they've one of them's only just IPO, IPO'd and the other one is not even on the platform at the moment. Both in Syria, both pretty young. The first one is Damsgaard. Um, and he made a really nice assist. So what I usually do when I watch the highlights is I just kind of look out for any player who stands out to me. Maybe they make like a really great run or they provide a, a beautiful assist where they've um, got the vision or, or anything like that. I'll usually Google their name or, you know, I'll have a look at what number they are or if the commentator says the name, even better. And then I'll look into the player. And if they're young, that's usually when I get quite excited. So I had a look into Mikhail Damsgaard and he plays for Sampdoria, who on the best side at all, but he's actually got two goals for assists this season in 20 games. So don't think it's bad at all. 20 years of age, not on football index just yet, but yeah, I think I think he could be a really interesting prospect. So he's one I'll be looking out for um, in case the IPOs in the future. And the other player was Wilfred Singo. Now this guy, literally never come across him before. Turns out he is on football index. I'm definitely not going to touch him at the moment because the lowest bid you can put on him is 47p. Uh, but there's just this moment in this uh, Torino game. So he's a full-back at Torino. But he's hit this shot with the outsider's foot and it was literally curling into the far left-hand corner. It's just this incredible technique, which you don't see very often. It was quite a, a beautiful sight, to be honest. You know, I, I, I love seeing curling shots. It's something that I personally like to train, like outside of the foot, uh, maybe curling it uh, inside my foot as well. You know, I, I like to see it. And this guy's 20. And I just thought, yeah, that guy's got a bit of technique about him. So maybe he'll develop into a good player uh, on Football Index at the moment, maybe one to put in your watch list. But in the short term, I definitely wouldn't advise buying because I think there's much better players at a similar age, um, especially with a few IPOs tomorrow. And there is one of those IPOs which I quite like and personally I'm going to try and buy maybe I'll talk about him more tomorrow but I don't want to talk about him too much in case you know his price is going to possibly be impacted by that and I, I just want to buy him first like it, it is selfish but I don't know if it's even selfish to be honest it's a player that I've watched quite a lot in like UA for you for you can highlight and yeah I want to buy him so I've, I've probably given it away already now so <laughs> I may as well just say actually you know what it's, it's Kareem Adeyemi yeah just seeing him in the UA for you a couple of seasons ago um, I don't have much of a balance at the minute anyway, so I probably won't be able to get him. But yeah, 65p, I think Adeyemi is going to be a great player. And looking into his stats, they don't look great at first, but he actually averaged, uh, so far this season, he's averaged one goal contribution every 77 minutes. And yeah, I think I watched him against Liverpool once in the UEFA Youth League when like Curtis Jones and um, Harvey Elliott were playing. And in my opinion, like Adeyemi was up there with those guys. Um, it was in the same season anyway that I was watching both Elliott and Curtis Jones and Adeyemi was probably the only other player in the UEFA Youth League games that I thought, yeah, this guy's got some serious talent. So I'm quite excited for that IPO tomorrow. Uh, but back to talking about a few more players. Another guy that I just noticed, and he had an incredibly low price. And I quite like to pick up players with really low prices, but I'll talk about in another episode maybe why I actually think that buying just the more proven, better players is actually a better, a better choice overall. But I do quite like talking about some low price players because they can be quite fun holds and it can be a bit of a punt. Uh, but Adam Unas, he currently doesn't have an instant star price, but he does have a buy price of 28p. I'm guessing you could pick him up at less than 20p. And in the first few minutes of their game, he plays for Crotone, who are bottom of Serie A. He's on loan from Napoli, so I really don't think he'll end up 
and you get Crotone because he is quite a decent player. Um, he actually hit some decent matches scores last season. But yeah, anyway, um, I think he made his debut this weekend uh, against Milan. They got batted 4-0, some uh, great goals by Milan. Rebic played well, Ibrahimovic played well, um, but and Theo Hernandez as well. But anyway, uh, and, and Charlie Noglu coming on, I mean, he's come on and he was unbelievable in terms of his uh, set pieces. But yeah, back to Adam Unas getting carried away here. Uh, Unas, yeah, in the first few minutes of that game, he had a few like neat touches and he made the Milan's keeper make a really impressive save. And that just kind of caught my eye again because I'd sort of forgotten about Adam Unas. But I think he was a player who I mentioned last season. Um, I don't think I've ever bought into him personally, but now we're like 20p or so on loan from Napoli, 24 years of age, not even that old. Yeah, I think he could be a really great hold. Um, and then a few players who I just also noticed this weekend and they maybe didn't earn much the dividends, but kind of stood out to me. So like Jonathan David got a brace. He's actually scored, I think, five goals now in 2021. So he's one of the top scorers this year. Anyway, in pretty good form, seems to be kicking on now. Obviously, it's taken him a little bit of time, only 20 years of age, uh, moving over to France, playing for Lille. And he, yeah, he seems to be in pretty good form now. A few um, a few nice finishes from him. Uh, Philip Kostic, I mean, he had a brilliant game. I think he provided two assists and scored a goal as well. He has been in pretty good form lately. So this is his second score over 200 in just the last few weeks. And what did he hit this weekend? Yeah, he hit a, a 219. Eintracht Frankfurt back in really good form this season, our fourth in the Bundesliga. And the other player who I thought had a really good game. And I think this was probably dependent. His potential to dividends is largely dependent on what happens with Rodrigo de Paul because he was taking set pieces this weekend. And usually it is RDP who takes set pieces at Udinese. But uh, Gerald Lafayette, yeah, he was, he was on set pieces. He's hit a 2 to 8 really good performance from him. And he actually pretty much set up a goal completely that resulted in like a, an own goal. So it could have easily been his goal. And if that was his goal, he would have earned top forward yesterday. Uh, instead, it was an own goal. So he got a little bit unlucky there not to get like a goal or an, or an assist. Um, but like his creativity was really impressive and he took a few really nice set pieces as well. He did score himself a goal and then I think he did get an assist as well. Um, and a 2 to 8, it's not a bad score. He was pretty close to being top forward yesterday, so he really did stand out to me. So they were the players that stood out to me this weekend. And um, personally, I just thought it was quite interesting to see a few of these older players playing. And um, I thought it was interesting to spot a few 20 rolls I've not really seen much of before. And then there's just a few other players like either really cheap or maybe hitting form again now, um, like Dale Lafayette or Jonathan David or Kostic. Uh, the players who have dropped a lot over the last six months or so, but they actually could do some damage. You know, Jonathan David, I think he's got braces and hat-tricks in him. Deo Lefeo, if Rodrigo De Paul does end up leaving, uh, which looks fairly likely, then Deo Lefeo, if he stays at Udinese and takes set pieces, I think he'll kind of take over as being that like PB gem in that Udinese side. And then Philip Kostic just hitting form. Looks like Eintracht Frankfurt may well end up in Europe next season. Uh, he's got good strikers. Um, now uh, to feed the ball into. I think like last season, he probably was a little bit weaker because they didn't have as good forwards because they lost like Jovic. They lost Jovic and Redic and a few other players and Seb Haller, I think, as well at one point. Um, but like now, they've got Jovic in really good form and they've also got Andre Silva, who's been one of the best like strikers this season in the Bundesliga. So with those in that side, Philip Kostic on set pieces, I think he could do some damage. And um, so yeah, they're all the players that I thought were quite interesting to have a look at this weekend. A few other players 
Uh, final players to just quickly mention, and this was in the data that I put out today on Index Edge, James Ward-Prowse hitting a 2 one in a loss, which is really impressive because usually uh, very few players actually hit a score 200-plus in a loss. We saw Neymar do it the other week, uh, but James Ward-Prowse has actually done it this weekend as well. Beautiful free kick from him as well. Uh, and Bukayo Saka as well. He, he's had a good game this weekend, and he hit a pretty good score. A score of 174. That was in... Um, in a draw, I think it was, or was that? Yeah, I think it was in a draw against, or was it a loss against Aston Villa? I think they lost, didn't they? It was 1-0. Yeah, they lost 1-0 to Aston Villa, so he still managed to hit 174, which is a really great match day score. Um, I know that rhymes. I was thinking about doing something about that rhyme. Like, uh, I was going to do, um, what was I going to do? I was going to do boss in a loss and highest score in a draw but I just thought it was too corny. Uh, but I've mentioned it now anyway, so that's a bit stupid of me. Anyway, that is the end of today's podcast. So I hope you have enjoyed this update, this uh, summary of this weekend's games. There are just a few players that stood out to me. Um, and we go again next week. I might do something similar. We'll see. If you enjoy it, then let me know. Um, thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.